everyone welcome to another episode of uh, artist podcast this is boris um i'm sorry i was uh, away and um so i'm back to curate some movies for my um favorite movies album by the way um you know sometimes you you get bored of something and then you find out it becomes the source of innovation so i was recording only the audio for this podcast so of course if you're listening to this on soundcloud it's fine you can still listen to it in the audio but what you can do is also go to my movie messenger channel and you can see the uh, the video i'm actually sharing my screen where um i'm just scrolling through the movie posters that i've saved in my album so you can have some sort of visual aid if that makes sense and uh, of course you can play me in the background as you are doing something like working and uh, drawing or something um so i was busy because i um if you follow me on instagram uh, because you should um <laughs> you can follow me at sketchman_boris for my illustrations related to tutorials i give drawing tutorials i make i do drawing meetups um and um you should um also follow me on uh, comics by boris uh, the links are on the description of this podcast um where i post my comic strips and i've been posting almost every day a new comics to get uh, comics strips every day and um i'm also public i've finished my mini series on webtoon uh you can check that out in english called helping zombie and i'm started a new french <laughs> webtoon web comics uh on webtoon uh, with my friend uh, he's writing it i'm i'm illustrating it and i've been busy with that because i'm drawing every day and um so i just needed a break so i thought why not record a podcast about my favorite movies and uh we all need whether we, whether it's um still quarantine where you live or it's it's ending and everything is going back to normal like here in thailand where i live in bangkok we all need curate to curate movies we all need movie recommendations and uh so yeah i'm here to to provide that for you and uh, for those listening um to this for the first time um this is part 3 um so this is basically this was an idea that came from uh, an experiment that i wanted to do to see if i can really talk about movies for a whole day you know how people say oh i can talk about that all whole day right i mean um so i'm just trying to do like 24 hours of movie recommendations and um i don't know if my all the the whole album is going to cover it but let's see so let's get to so last time i finished with the fighter starring christian bale and mark wahlberg and amy adams and um so followed by the king's speech so The King's Speech is stars Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush, uh, Elena Bonham Carter. Uh, it was directed by Tom Hooper, and um, I know that I remember he, like um, Colin Firth won the Oscar for I think Best Act Leading Actor. Um, um, I think it it was like you know like the, this movie was like a really big Oscar movie, and well for some reason maybe like I I really loved it. I mean I I I really love these kinds of movies where well i don't really want to say underdog but like you know someone who isn't confident who doesn't is not sure what he's doing sort of you know um does um like um takes on the task and uh finishes the job um so to speak and 
And I think Oscars also love these movies. Like there is a theory that the movies that win Oscars are usually movies about movies like La La Land, for example, or um, um, or movies like this. And the, the reason why I'm saying this is because I haven't watched the other Tom Hooper movies and I heard that they were pretty criticized and I think he sort of tries to I think make award-winning movies I don't know like his, his other movies feel that that way and of course the last one he made Cats uh, which I think people destroyed um, and uh, yeah I, I don't know if I mean I'm sure he's going to get other, other chances I'm not worried about him but uh, yeah it's going to be I think it's going to be tough coming back from Cats um but speaking of the King's Speech, it's a really great movie. Um, it's well, like the uh, the title says. I mean, um, it's the king trying to uh, be confident in speaking in front of in front of a public, and of course, Jeffrey Rush is the the supporting character that um, um, the mentor figure that helps um, Colin Firth character um, I don't know I, I mean I'm, I'm just being really vague because I really don't know the history behind this because I know that it's, it's based on real uh, historical uh, events and uh, it's a really great yeah it's a really positive movie it's a really great um, um, like a, the performances are great and Jeffrey Rush is as charming as in any other of his movies, he's always great. Uh, Colin Firth is great, and and I, I think I remember. It's, this might be really strange, but this might be the first movie that I started. I mean, knowing that Colin, like the the name Colin Firth, because I think he was playing in other movies which were not in my radar, like romantic comedies and stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, I think so. My it gets my recommendation. I haven't watched it again, but again, uh, the point of this recommendation is not <laughs> if I watched the movie recently because that would take a lot of time. And uh, but I I really recommend it. It's really it's really a great positive uh, movie. Next one is uh, uh, Tim Burton's uh, Sleepy Hollow. Um, starring Johnny Depp and Krishna Ritchie. I, I remember, like, so when I was in India, of course, we, we didn't have internet, and before, um, you know, I, I would just be stuck in front of the TV most of the time, watching Cartoon Network, watching cartoons and, and movies, and mostly Hollywood movies. So, um, in HBO, they would put... in Indi So, yeah, we, we did have HBO in India. Um, in HBO, they would put this movie a lot... Um, I, I remember that. For some reason, I always associate HBO with Sleepy Hollow. And, I mean, Tim Burton is, of course, like a really great filmmaker. Um, I really love the um, the atmosphere in this movie, the, um, the sets, the costumes. Um, I do sort of remember the, uh, the, 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 the story, but... Um, I really remember enjoying it, um, and of course Johnny Depp is like Ron Perlman for um, Guillermo del Toro. You know, for for Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, they have this relationship where they 
they have done so many movies together and um and uh Krishna Ritchie is great i remember like there is a really great fight scene on a um like a horse uh horse carriage is that how you call it and um of course the the um the headless horseman is a really great um like i think even if i like it's a re- it will be a really great watch especially if you're like just with you alone or if you're just like alone at at home uh, at night um it it is a bit scary but it's not that scary like it's not that disturbing so it's what i'm saying and um um i don't know about the back story i'm sure it's i mean of course the headless horseman i think is based on like a like a um the story but um what what else can i say it's a really great uh the cinematography is great the there's a bit of humor in it and it's a really great movie altogether so i don't know what else to say so i'm just rambling so i just i think i'll give you my recommendation um i might have some like like i said some doubts about the previous movie the king's speech but when it comes to sleepy hollow like like if somebody says do you want to watch sleepy hollow i'll watch it like that's that's i don't know that's just a testament to how how good it is so and um i really love these movies that um take myths or become like so reinterpret myths or like movies become myths themselves like so i think this one like the last movie that reminded me of this but it's i mean i know it's it's a whole different level but the light of sort of remember reminded me of this like because you know it's like it's almost like everything is everything is like um meant to serve the story and those are the best movies because uh you know sometimes there are character studies so the performance sticks over sometimes it's the uh, um the um uh the set pieces and then the story is secondary and the um like for example Mad Max like you know it's like I mean it's a great movie but the the story is that really simple it's not that complicated so sleepy hollow starring johnny depp and krishna ricci directed by tim burton is a really great movie um next one on my list is scarface um i think at this point um it's a it's a classic everybody i don't know like say, I, i mean i remember like i've seen jaws only like 3 years ago for the first time so i'm sure there are still a lot of people who haven't seen scarface with al pacino um and um if i'm not mistaken directed by brian de palma and scarface is a remake is a remake of another old movie also called scarface i believe um i think a lot of people don't know that and um i think this was this is also like i remember like someone said that this is a really great way to see how a remake could be adapted to the time it was released and uh, um i to be completely honest like al pacino's character is so charismatic like he overshadows the whole story so i don't really remember the stories apart from the iconic scenes and i don't think you really need to understand the story because it's all about like following this really crazy i mean like this powerful guy who uh you know became uh became the like what like a like a great gangster um 
And I wonder if it's based on a true story. So let me know. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Scarface, starring Al Pacino, really great movie. Um, and I think so. So sometimes when I'm putting together this album or this movie recommendations, I think I'm sort of following a line of thought. So in this sense, I was following, I think, Al Pacino's uh, movies. Um, so the next one is Send of a Woman. Um, this is one of those, I, th I think it, it, it can almost be like a subcategory where these movies feel like they're made for Oscar season. They, may, they are made to win awards. So this one feels like one. And I think it is one. Um, uh, what's his name? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, who is Robin I mean who is going to be Robin I guess after this movie um, and it's a I mean it's an interesting story of a retired military guy who who's blind and decides to just do whatever he likes I think he goes to a really great dinner he wants to dance I think he wants to uh, go have sex with a really beautiful woman uh, and um, and then yeah so uh, I don't know I don't want to spoil it so you just and you find out why he's doing that so um, if you have it's a really great um, let me say this it's one of those uh, movies where you clearly see almost like a parallel between the performances that you see on the movie and I'm sure on the set that same dynamic would have played out like like the modern comparison that I would make is you know how you see on the screen like Robin Downey Jr. talking to Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man but I, I'm sure like I, and I've seen like I think I've heard some people say on the, in, in interviews that's actually the the dynamic that they have in real life like you know because it's a, in, on the set he's a it's a, it's a like a experienced actor Robert Downey Jr talking to a new young upcoming actor Tom Holland right so in the same way like that plays out in Avengers like Iron Man who's an established Avengers one of the first Avengers and um uh, Spider-Man coming in as a new Avenger which I mean, again, I don't want to go into that because Spider-Man is going back to uh, 20th Century Fox. But anyway, <laughs> um, of course, I think it's um, really iconic for uh, hoo-ha, like that that um, thing he does. Um, Ralph Garman, who hosts uh, Oliver Babylon with Kevin Smith, uh, you know, people need these cues when they do impressions and he gets into the impression by doing that and I, that that's that's I always I don't know he always reminds me of Ralph Carmen um, so yeah Send of a Woman um, uh, really great movie I keep saying great like really wonderful movie <laughs> again I was <laughs> so it's sort of a combination of Al Pacino and Johnny Depp so we talked about Sleepy Hollow, we talked about Al Pacino movies, and this movie, it has both of them, Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. Of course, a really famous line, forget about it, like that's that's really famous. And this one is, like really, like it's it's based on true event, uh, real events. Um, and it's Donnie Brasco. Um, and 
for the I don't remember who directed it but um, I have IMDB open here so let me check it so Donnie Brasco is basically um, like an infiltration story um, so uh, Johnny Depp's character has to infiltrate uh, Al Pacino's gang to basically yeah to, to find out what they're doing and basically turn them in um, so from 1997 it's uh, it's it's um, again it's one of those movies that I can still watch again um, there is a there's n- never like a, a low uh, scene like it is it's always really dense it's always it, it, it always goes so I see that it's based on a book so it says directed by Mike Newell okay I, I don't know, I've never heard of that director but um, really wonderfully directed, um, um, really great tense scenes. I still remember there's a scene. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't want to spoil the end of the scene. But I'll just set set, set this up, which is so. Uh, there's a scene where um, they're going in a car and they're 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 bringing Al Pacino and he's nervous and you sort of understand why because he thinks that they're going to kill him and he goes on and he like and um, and so they, they don't tell them where, where they're going but they're going like somewhere far and he just like uh, looks in the mirror and looks at the other guys like what they're doing and on the on the, on the um, and it's really, really great. And at the end, you have to watch the movie, but they basically um, do something really <laughs> just to surprise him. And it's, uh, yeah. So I don't know, that, that movie comes, that scene comes to mind. Um, that, of course, uh, Forget About It comes to mind. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like one of the, one of those st- stories that, like, also uh, explores the, uh, the the how someone can be affected by the f- what their what by their job. So, you know, sometimes you, you hear people saying that, oh, that act actor like um, became that role and he got lost in that role and it was really difficult to work with that actor. And, you know, like, for example, if someone is really infiltrating a gang of, like, ruthless criminals, um, how would that affect their personality? How would that affect their character? And that's and that's really greatly, I mean, really wonderfully and uh, brilliantly dis- explored in this movie. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really realistic movie. So, Donnie Brasco. Um... The next movie on my list is, I think I was trying to <laughs> go in a bit of a different direction. Uh, it's The Hangover, the first one. Uh, of course, now everybody knows, uh, as I'm recording this in 2020, um, everybody knows Todd Phillips because he directed The Joker. But Todd Phillips has done a lot of uh, movies. I haven't seen all of these movies. I think I watched uh, War Dogs, which is fine. Um, He's a, he's a fine director, um, and I mean he really shined in Joker. I think he had a really great vision and he had a great, um, like a really great character and a really great actor to work with. So the Angover, um, I'm trying to remember if I, I think 
The Hangover, I think I saw um, online, like on streaming, the first one. And then the second one, when it came out, we went with friends to see it in the theater. And the theater was packed, and it was really great because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people say it's not the best one. Um, uh, it's, it's, I mean, as, as they get... I think they did the Hangover 3, right? I don't remember. But um, the... Uh, and it was... Uh, that's When I think of a Hangover, I really remember that, like laughing together with everybody in a movie theater for the Hangover 2. Um, for the first Hangover, it's a... Um, it's a... I mean, I think now everybody knows, but it's like... It's a really great... Uh, premise, I guess, is because it's it's it just starts off like a, any other comedy movie, but then it always. Uh, I I remember watching it and being like, oh, like it's this is good because you you I I couldn't predict what's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure it's a comedy movie, so I'm sure like they'll be alive at the end, but it's like. <laughs> I couldn't really predict what what was going to happen, and Ken Jong, who I've come to love after watching Community, you know, has a really great role. And I, I, I actually, I don't, I, I just recently realized how much of a great actor he is, and and I've also like seen uh, interviews of people talking about Ken Jong, and he's, uh, and by, by the way, I'm pronou- I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, and. They said he's a really nice guy. Like he's a really brilliant guy. I mean, of course, he's like he's a doctor who became an actor, um, and he's yeah. So I don't know, like it. I mean, so uh, Bradley Cooper um, and <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ruin his name. Zach Galifianakis. Uh, <laughs> he's. Uh, I mean, I think he. I mean, his his role became iconic and. Even now, I see some people wearing that shirt with the baby on it, with the glasses. It's, yeah, it's... That's when you know that a movie has become iconic. And it's really difficult to make an iconic movie. Um, It only happens, like... It happens really rarely. So, um, again, Hangover, really great movie. Maybe not a movie that you would watch with parents, but I believe it's R-rated or X-rated. No, I think I would say R-rated. I remember seeing, like, at least in Hangover 2, they, they do show a penis, more than one penis, so, um, but I think Hangover is also, like, yeah, X-rated, if I'm not mistaken, so, um, definitely a really great movie to watch with your friends, like a popcorn movie, and if you just, if you just, if you don't just, if you don't want to think too much about something, and if you just want wants to laugh together, I think it's a really great movie. Um, again, I'm not going away from Al Pacino, but, um, Russell Crowe is one of my, still is one of my favorite actors. I don't know, there's something about, maybe it's his voice, like, it's, it's his performance is, I think, the way he carries himself. It's really, um, it's really magnetic, I think, if that's a word. Um, so, this is the movie The Insider, which is another movie based on real events, and I feel like this is also the kind of movie that the Oscar loves. If I'm not mistaken, I think this movie also won, uh, or I think Russell Crowe won the Oscar for this. Um, and uh, uh, and if I'm, again, I'm trying to remember the story, but maybe I need to watch this movie again. 
I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take a wild guess, but I think it's based on the cigarette company lawsuits. Again, I'm. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I have a really good memory, but I don't have a memory about the story. So, the insider starring Al Pacino, Russell Crowe. Check it out. <laughs> Maybe I'll keep you updated after I rewatch the movie. Next one is American Psycho. Um, this movie is so good. I mean, if you're watching this on, um, again, on SoundCloud, you'll be just hearing the audio. Uh, on my YouTube channel, you'll just watch me sharing my screen and talking over it. Um, American Psycho is so good. I've made a video about it on my channel. And I really love movies that... First of all, I really love movies that have a vision. I really love movies that are trying to say something. I mean, at least though, those are the movies that stay with me. Uh, those are the movies I make references to. Those are the movies that come to mind when you're I'm just walking. Um, so, of course, so this movie is starring Christian Bale. Um, it's a critique of the... The guys who are, I don't know, like like those finance financial bros, like those guys who are like, like get paid, but I don't, you don't, you don't know exactly what they're doing, but they get, they, they get paid a lot of money. They live in a really expensive apartments and they wear really expensive suits. And uh, of course, the I think the iconic scene here is um, when colleagues compare the business cards. It's a really almost cartoonish scene but I think that's that's really true on many different levels because generally people who are really into like for example nerds right like they are really into details and really they love sharing details and correcting each uh, each other and actually I get impressed I haven't been so lately but because I don't I don't meet a lot of people like me uh, which are like movie nerds but I really I, I I want to be impressed, but it doesn't happen a lot, and um, <laughs> so that's that's one level. And the other thing is like men usually just like I mean I think men like every everyone just like to compare themselves, um, and they're competitive. So uh, and it's also it's so it's almost like a SNL sketch. <laughs> like <laughs> I wonder if. Um, they made a sketch based on that, but um, and this movie I think balances well. It's one of those movies that balances well horror, comedy, and uh, like psychological psychological thriller. As I'm looking at this poster, um, I just noticed that so his face is right, but the thing is, his hand is a little bit strange. Like as an artist, I'm just looking at this hand. Maybe it's Christian Bale has very small hands, but. His hands look smaller than, like, his forearm looks too small compared to his, like, like arm. Um, so I think they use someone else's arm and they put it in, cut it in, like, in, you know, like, edit it in um, here. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think this movie has been um, homage, uh, homaged in, in other, like, for example, in iRobot, 
there's a character that um, basically is uh, uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, sorry, not Jason Bateman. Um, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman is the actor. Um, so what is the movie about? The movie is about, uh, I think he's, uh, it's not very clear, but I think he's just like a stockbroker. And he basically kills people. So, and he's very, it's, he's a psychopath. And, um, and um, like he does whatever he wants. And for some reason, people don't notice him. And slowly, like you, you sort of follow him. And then you're like, well, I mean, when is he going to get caught? And then, I don't know. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a really great movie. Um, uh, must watch. Uh, again, not a movie that you would watch with your parents, but definitely a movie that will like start some conversations. Uh, I think it's a really great, a good movie to have conversations about with your friends, especially if they're into movies too, especially into like really twisted movies. Like when I think about the tw really twisted movies, I mean Americans don't go as far as like South Koreans, for example, but it's one of those. I think it's it's really up there. I think. I mean, there's a scene where he do crun he does crunches while watching uh, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. There was there's something there was something about twisted about that that he gets pumped up hearing because you know it's the scene where the girl sort of runs away where she screams. So it's almost like he gets excitement out of hearing women scream. I mean, it's so twisted on so many different levels. Okay, anyway, I, I could just go on about this movie for a long time, but. Uh, so American Psycho, and uh, so it's also based on a, a book. I forgot the name of the author, um, but um, it's directed by. I remember it's directed by a woman. I again I don't remember um, who was it. And the author um, did a new book called um, I think it's called White. And it's like there's a list of words like related to white, like white privilege. Um, so the director is Mary Heron. And um, uh, yeah, Br Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Brett Easton Ellis is the author of the book. Uh, I think this is uh, one of the movies that also made me... Um, and I think I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if the next movie is the Christian Bay movie. Um, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was going to say, American Psycho put me on the... Because, you know, I really love this performance so much that I started searching out other movies with Christian Bale. Um, so the next movie is a Tamil movie. Uh, I, I think this movie... If I'm not, so I think I watched it the other day. It's on YouTube for free. Uh, it's called um, Anbe Sivam. A-N-B-E-S-I-V-A-M. Um... And um, um, it and it, it's 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 available for free on YouTube with English subtitles. So watch that. It's really it's a really great movie. It's it's one of the so Kamal Hassan is a really great actor. I think I talked about him maybe in uh, in a previous uh, movie in the movie in the previous um, I don't I don't remember, but um, and by the way, like the thing that I noticed is that. Because I'm recording the screen, I'm screen recording. I can't see how much time I've been speaking about the movies now. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> for the 
for um, uh, so it stars uh, Kamal Hassan and uh, Armadavan. So it's the two actors you see on the screen here. Um, so Kamal Hassan is this guy. So I'm pointing with the cursor and the mouse for those who are listening, and uh, Armadavan. Um, no, it's really great. I I even tagged. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so Kamal Hassan plays this uh, guy who, like, he's a he's basically a communist, and he had an accident, and it's basically um, two people going on a journey. Like, they, they, he they they both get um, somehow meet together, and they have to somehow help each other, and it's a really great. Like the, the Kamal Hassan just gets lost in this role, like he's like he's unrecognizable, and he's in a way annoying, but at the same time really charming. Like it's like it's it's a it's a really complex character, and our mother one plays this really young guy. Uh, like a, I think he's like ad director, like he he directs advertisements, and um, he's going to get married, so he's um, he has to get to his. Um, He's basically going to his marriage, and um, of course, the, there is a really big tycoon, typhoon, or like a uh, like the, there's a really big tra transportation problem. So they have to go on this journey together, and they have like really these really great conversations. They learn about each other, and um, it's a really great movie. I, I can't really say what it is about. I think I would say it's about. Well, I guess it's a, it's about communism. It, it is about uh, love because Anbesivam means basically love is God, um, and uh, and uh, so it it says that you know instead of like just worshiping God, just worship love, like worship the other person who's there to help you, worship the person who's there to even to say hi to you, who listens to you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really great uh, premise. Um, so watch the movie Un Unbasivum again. Um, I think I'll make a video about this. Um, I'm ju I just need some help because I, I don't know how to structure this. Because I, again, you can see me struggling with how to put this movie in a box, which I, I think we can't. But uh, yeah. Um, so again, well, I, th I think we're on to like a streak of like. Indian movie. So it's a, this. The next one is also a, a Tamil movie called Ravanan. It was also a made. I think so. Maniratnam made this movie. I think in parallel, he made the Tamil version and the Hindi version at the same time. So Ravanan is. So if you know a little bit about the um, the myth of Ramayana, uh, Ramayanam, with Rama and Sita, whose uh, Sita is Rama's wife. And Ravanan is the ten-headed uh, demon. Can I say demon? Yeah, the the king that kidnapped Sita, and um, so this is like a sort of a modern adaptation of that myth, and it's a really well directed, well, and I think and and it's a starring Prithviraj uh, and Vikram, who you see here. This is Vikram, and uh, this is Aishwarya Rai. Um, Vikram like kills this role because this this role was also played by Abhishek Bachchan in the Hindi version. Abhishek Bachchan is the son of um, Amitabh Bachchan, if you for those who don't know. Uh, 
he overplays it and Vikram plays it perfectly. Like I really love his performance. It's really layered, it's really complex. And um, um, and uh, again, he's, I think Vikram is also, I, I mean, after Kamal Hassan, I would say like Vikram is also one of those actors who puts everything in his performances. Lately, he hasn't been doing really great movies, but I don't know. I think he's like, he's really like wonderfully used in this, um, um, in this uh, movie. Um, for those who are interested, like um, uh, there is a really move, uh, really great YouTube channel that I like, and it's in English. They, they most of their interviews and conversations they have are in English. Um, it's called the Film Companion South, and so there's this guy I forgot his name. Um, so there's a Ask Br, which is like he answers questions about movies, um, Indian movies mostly, of course, um, and he just did a video on ten years of Ramanan, Ravanan, because I think this was released in um, 2010, and so he did a video on 2020. So it's been ten years that this movie was released. And it's a um, um, power, like really power-packed. Music by A.R. Rahman. Uh, A.R. Rahman is, who, for those who don't know, won the Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, he won two Oscars: one for song, one best song, one for like best music. Um, and uh, Mani Ratnam is one of those movie the directors who I think is so. One thing is he's always trying to make different movies, and also he's one of those. Um, directors that I think um, doesn't talk down to the audience. I mean, there are a lot of movies that are appeal to the mass o mass audience in India because that's how people will get their money back, right? Uh, but he sort of, I think he, he, I don't know. He he has his his filmmaking is a little bit more complex, is what I'm saying, and also not maybe not complex, but maybe more international. Um, I think like people like Ravanan, like people can watch it and enjoy it. Um, so, <laughs> as you can see, I mean, hopefully for those who are watching the video, I mean, of course, listening too. Um, I think I'm really sort of I, I know I'm I'm patting on my I'm patting on my own back, but I'm really proud of my movie taste uh, because I think I do have a really diverse. Uh, like taste in movies maybe not too diverse because I don't really watch like romantic comedies and so on unless someone really recommends it or someone like one of my friends really curates it and that's how I watch those movies um, so Kick-Ass is based on um, like a comic book by Mark Millar and John Romita Jr. And uh, so it was based by yeah it was it was done by Matthew Vaughn who would go on to direct um, the uh, uh, the Kingsman um, trilogy which I think they are they are making the third movie so wait has there been already three movies no I think this this is the, the third one and they are going to release it right so. Um, it's, I mean, it's basically like a really simple premise, right? Like, it's like, what if really some, someone just really decides to put on a costume and just tries to be a superhero? And it's, it's really strange that nobody else has thought about this idea, but maybe not in this way. 
because there's always like a I'm sure like a lot of people have done it but they always give some sort of extraordinary skill to the person who's putting on the mask so suddenly they become they're like a normal teacher and then suddenly they become really this like martial art super martial artist which so this is a really I mean I haven't read the uh, comic book I have to say um, so I think I have to check it out especially now with the digital um, comicsology I think you can you can find that so the book uh, the movie is great the movie is uh, I um, there was a second part People, people don't really like the second one, but I think I remember I really liked it. Um, so, um, but both movies are are, are um, exciting. They're they have really great action scenes in them, and Kickass also has good humor. Um, I heard like when people made comparisons. I mean, I, I, one of my favorite channels is Cinefix, and they do um, what's the difference? Which means they take the source material and then they take the adaptation uh, but I remember this one they said that in that video they said and I didn't know this uh, for a, a little bit of trivia for those who are interested um, the the comic book might have started uh, before the movie but I, I they said that they ended the basically the movie and the comic book were written at the same time uh, so um, there are some things in the comic book which are a little more uh, <laughs> um, I don't know like the, the, like there are like slurs in the comic book that are not in the movie and 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 things like that so there are changes uh, and um, of course like as, as a comic book artist who, who wants to um, who wants to uh, get be known as a cartoonist as a comic book artist John Romita Jr.'s art is really, like, like it, it really, like powerful. It's I don't know how to explain it. So it really has an impact. Like, um, uh, I might do on my channel again. I have a Sketchman Draws channel where I talk about comic books also, or or draw, like lesson drawing lessons that we can take from comic books in terms of storytelling and take drawing techniques. I have to cover this. So check out Kickass. Um, uh, a must watch um, I don't think you can watch again <laughs> a lot of these movies you can't watch them with your parents but uh, check check it out check that out the next movie on our list is uh, V for Vendetta <clears throat> again I think um, so following the logic of the previous recommendation this one is also based on a graphic novel uh, miniseries by Adam Moore um, I'm blanking on the artist's name, um, but definitely the standout is not the art because I think many people have criticized that it's very. I mean, I think it serves the story, but I think it's not very. Uh, it's one of those. Like, I think it's it's a must-have graphic novel. I think um, if you're a comic book fan, and um, the the picture I have now on the screen, which sort of. Um, um, Trans transcribed the uh, monologue um, of the beginning, uh, where he says everything. I, I forgot the, what's the name of that, but you know, all the words in the sentence starts with a V. I thought that was from the graphic novel. Turns out it's not. <laughs> I need to check that again. But, but I think that was a really nice touch. Again, 
if you ask Alan Moore, he would say that he, I mean, I actually watched a video where he, where he, where he addressed that. Um, um, he said that, yeah, he, he doesn't, he says that he doesn't watch the movies, but at the same time, he, he criticizes them. So, so he's criticizing movies that he hasn't watched. I mean, it's a really bit strange. I mean, I know people always like you know worship. Um, I mean, I, I I still do because I mean I, I wouldn't I could never do what he does, right? Um, but it's really strange because you know we we think of this like weird guy with like who's into magic and who lives in his hometown. And he never lives. I mean, he's very he's I don't know. He's uh, uh, he's I mean people call him strange and stuff. Um, but I just, I just heard on a YouTube channel Cartoonist Cafe by Rob Liefeld interview and um, he gave another picture of Alan Moore that I've never heard before. I know it's, this is going on a tangent about a comic book author but that was really interesting so I'll stop there. Um, so about the movie V for Vendetta, I think it's a really great movie which um, has like power pack performance by Hugo Weaving, we, 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 you can't see his face, but he's his voice, and <laughs> I really because you know it's basically Agent Smith, right? Like he's like Agent Smith playing another really iconic character, and uh, Natalie Portman. Um, the 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 twists are great. The um, I think it I think it 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 drives the home the point home. So, uh, but but I think it it has it it gives it definitely gives a different message than the graphic novel because I think in the graphic novel what Alan Moore was trying to say is that you know we always like just sit back and say that fascism comes from some government or like some institution some organization right but then we always forget that fascism actually is is comes from people like the people from the country like it's because you don't pay attention to what's going on that you you get you don't like so it's ultimately it's your fault if um, you let your country fall in the fascist hand so that that's what that was the what's the graphic novel is trying but what the uh, the movie was a really straightforward like oh people can get together and break the um, organization or institution, if they if they want to. Um, so, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. By the way, um, you it's a really captivating movie. I think it. I mean, I think it, it does try to address all the issues that have been addressed in the graphic novel, which I think it's not a it's not it's not possible. I mean, unless you do like a series. Um, that's one of the um, limitations of adaptation, which is you need to pack everything within those 90 minutes or two hours, um, however you're doing it. Um, so, uh, if this, okay, let me put it like this. If this movie, watching this movie makes you want to read the comic book and support the creators, comic book creators, I think you should watch it. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I know it's it's a different medium in comic books and movies and so on. I love movies and comic books. As a guy who makes comics, I would love to see my comics 
be adapted into movies one day. Uh, not all of them. Some of them, some of them very personal to me. But yeah, I have to admit, I, I do. You know, uh, I do want to be known. I want to be famous. I want to make a living out of this. I say this in every one, <laughs> almost every podcast. Um, what's going on? Facebook is playing with me. And as you, as you might have seen, like, you know, these are not... I've stopped doing these for a long time. I, I think almost like... I'm, I'm, I've, I'm probably stopped doing this for over 10 years, I think. Because if you look at the the, the, the movies in this collection in my album that I'm showing as I'm going through use like using as a visual aid for my recommendations um, they are not new new, new movies um, I think and I think I mean I, I would certainly consider like updating this album um, because um, especially now where I mean if somebody told me that I could do this these podcasts before oh my god I would have I would, I would do it on soft, like, podcasts, I mean. And it's really strange, right? Like, I mean, um, I think most people do, uh, uh, like, take on a task or try to do something, you know, in the same way that um, I started a YouTube channel because I've seen a lot of other YouTube channels. I've, and, you know, if I... You know, I, I should be updating these albums. Like, if I knew I could do these podcasts, I would have done them a long time ago. But I think, I mean, um, there is a moment when these things come to public consciousness, right? So, and I'm sure in the beginning, if I, even if I tried to make podcasts, like, I'm sure there weren't any platforms to put them on or... Um, or the platforms... That, I mean, I'm, yes, I am paying for SoundCloud and, uh, okay, YouTube is free, but... I'm sure at the time um, you had to pay, um, create your own website or pay um, for space. And uh, uh, so I don't know, like things happen when they need to. And um, all you can do is do your best that you can do to, um, first of all, like make yourself happy because as a movie fan, if I can make myself happy, um, like doing a podcast, like I, I could probably, I mean, I, I would probably make other people happy, which I think I'm not doing a great job at the moment. <laughs> and also I'm noticing like recording the screen is might not be a great idea because um, the <laughs> my computer is not powerful enough to handle it, I guess. So it sometimes it gets struck. So Sorry for the interruption. So let's move on to the next one. The next movie is Awake. Again, I think I bought this movie because there was um, Jessica Alba in it. Of course, I love Jessica Alba. <laughs> um, it's a really great, uh, interesting concept. Um, it's about... Hmm, I don't know if I say it. Maybe it will spoil it. Uh, I can tell you one thing that really stood out to me, which is... This movie has a scene where they show you an open heart surgery. Um, I don't know that that really stuck with me, and um, so it's 
uh, I guess it's so okay. Let's let me say like this: it's about this guy who thinks about his life, like thinks about the things he um, he could he could, would have done wrong, and he um, he made some bad assumptions about some people, and there is a twist at the end. Um, so I don't know if I mean again, like just uh, just watch it. It's it's an um, interesting movie. I don't, I don't know if it, I don't want to say anything else because if I have to, if I have a top ten, this will be at the ten. Basically, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, next one is Shuttle Island by Martin Scorsese. I think it, this is the first time I see Martin Scorsese taking on like a really different um, topic, uh, like a. And I really love this movie. I mean, it has everything that I would want in like a like a movie, like a mystery, murder mystery. Well, not murder mystery, but like mystery. Someone disappears. Of course, it has great performance by Leonardo DiCaprio. It has these old sort of post World War II setting. It takes place in an island. <laughs> the music is great. The I don't know. It's the costumes. I mean, it's there's a there is a um, psychological element to it. So it's, it's a psychological thriller. It's a yeah. So and it's one of those movies where like you they get lost and he has to find figure out what's going on. And and I really love those kind of stories. So this one has all the ingredients that I really love. And I think e- even now I would. I would watch it even now. Like it's really, it's one of those movies I think which can be watched at night. Like for some Sleepy Hollow is like, I mean, yeah, you can watch it at daytime, but it doesn't. I don't know. There's something about like having surrounded by darkness, um, that uh, uh, is uh, great. Like, um, like for some Hangover, those movies, like you can watch them in daytime. Like there, there's no, you can watch them at daytime or. Uh, um, but these movies like feel like you have to it's almost they always feel like stories around the fire campfire or um like like um stories that you tell with your torchlight <laughs> lighting up your face from below and like those scary stories so um and it has a really great you know like kind of a um uh twilight zone aspect to it which i love and uh, so again, yeah, so many things going for it. Um, I think a lot of people have made videos about this. So um, uh, really, a must-watch by Martin Scorsese, another Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, combo. Um, yeah. Um, next movie is uh, Philadelphia. Um, I think it's one of the again another award season movie. Um, this one is a tough movie, to be completely honest. I think people who have watched it, um, there was a, someone talked about a tweet that you know sometimes people say, "Oh, this song made me cry." Someone said this movie, this move, this song. That sometimes songs let you cry; they don't really make you cry, and I really like that. So, and I think this movie, like, if you're feeling sad and you want to cry. Watch this movie. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that's the only time you have to watch this movie, but just watch this movie. Like it's, 
you, I mean, if you don't cry, you're probably not human, <laughs> or you're probably too young to understand what's going on in the movie. But um, and I think again, it's one of those movies that is is also based on a true story. I think, um, and there's there are also these movies where they sort of try to bring two actors together that we love, and you know, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, they are like uh, like treasure to the United, like Hollywood, right? So um, and. And I remember, like the, the, the one when I when I was watching, I was like, "Wait, Marcos Banderas is in this?" And you know, he he plays a he plays a great, also a um, good, good character. Um, and it's I think it's a it's a movie reflecting on the time it was released because uh, if if I'm not mistaken, like late eighties, early nineties when AIDS was, you know, I mean, I feel like, like, you know, now, uh, I'm not saying nobody has AIDS, but there are treatments for it, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it's not like before, right? Um, but, yeah, um, imagine, like, the number of people who, people have lost to AIDS, right? To, so it's a I don't know I, I don't want to I don't want to pump you up for this movie you have to you need a special moment to watch this movie you can't watch this movie and go on a date or something you need you need to take some time to watch this movie and if you want to calm calm yourself down watch this movie um yeah Philadelphia um so next one is American History Hex, um, starring Edward Norton. Uh, again, like I said, when the American Psycho was the movie that made me follow um, uh, Christian Bale as an actor and try to reverse engineer um, like what movies he's in. Like that, that that's what I do also in. Um, that's what I also do in um, uh, um, uh, for directors. Sorry, I was blanking there. I was blanking because I, maybe it's just me. But so this is something that I'm discovering as I'm listening to other cartoonists and artists. I have big hands. I'm not. I'm not going to. It's not. It's not a brag. I'm just saying it's. It's true. Like I have big hands. Um, so whenever I look at these posters and I see these actors with these hands I think this is actually is his like Edward Norton's hand but for some reason they just feel really small so maybe I am <laughs> I'm not I don't realize that I'm drawing really big hands for my characters and in, in my illustrations I think um, anyway so that that's what like sort of distracted me um, so what is it I make an history X about it's about um, uh, Basically, uh, I mean, skinhead, is that the right terminology? Um, yeah, uh, 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 a neo-Nazi guy who um, tries to uh, you know, who, who hates like, you know, foreigners and 
he gets arrested and goes to jail and and then he realizes his the errors of his way and so it's basically like a can I say redemption story yeah I think uh, so you have to and again you have to watch it it's um, it's really poignant um, really powerful movie um, I think it's one of the it was one of the Edward Norton's best performance and uh, again now like I think maybe it was easy to spotlight movies because the, first of all there weren't so many that's great I mean I'm not complaining that there are so many movies but um, also you have access to movies from all the countries I mean all the import like countries that make movies especially like India South Korea Japan and so on um, it's yeah it's it's kind of uh, hard to sort of pinpoint like you know oh 1990 was the <laughs> this was the movie of the year you know and I think it's great but it's like I don't know just a thought um, um Next one, and I and I chose this uh, credit scene where uh, their the pictures turn into illustrations uh, from Sherlock Holmes, uh, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, I mean, is a really exciting filmmaker. I mean, his his movies are so energetic, are so tight, and 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 this is, I mean, even now, like uh, I might even watch this movie after recording this podcast, like. This movie is so good. Um, I've I've seen the second one in theaters, but I, for some reason, maybe I have seen that only once, so I don't really remember the story. But the second one is definitely as good as I mean I don't I don't know if it's as good as the first one, but um, I, I I don't really think I mean I think Robert Downey Jr. is trying, but I don't think he's really has the. I'm not an expert on English accent, but I don't think he has a real English <laughs> accent, <laughs> or maybe he's trying too hard. Um, and uh, um, so, uh, uh, something a little bit about Guy Ritchie. Um, Guy, I, I was, I really love the uh, the gentleman, uh, which I think uh, sort of says that Guy Ritchie is back, because there was a moment where he, I think he did like some few movies where. Um, they were they were flops, uh, especially the. What's that movie he did about? Um, I'm blanking on the. Oh yeah, oh yeah, King Arthur, um, which which I watched and, I think it was. I mean, it was. Uh, there were some like it. It it so that definitely felt too long for a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, it was a really different take, and I really loved the. Uh, the guy's design at the end, very Frank Frazetta inspired. I'm, I mean, um, I mean, I'm, I'm getting off track, but coming back to Sherlock Holmes, uh, uh, I would even say like a perfect movie. Like I, I can't really think of anything to say bad to 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 say to anything bad to say about this movie. And you know, that's a good sign. Next one is Taken. Uh, interestingly, Taken, which was... I remember the discussions around this movie. Um, I think this movie was made and they were thinking that this will be just a direct-to-DVD uh, movie. 
and it ended up doing really well and they did Taken 2 and Taken 3 I think there's a 3 right um, but I remember I've seen Taken 2 with theater uh, in theaters with my friends and <laughs> it's funny because we saw it in dubbed French we were in Belgium at the moment and wait were we in Belgium yeah we were in Belgium we were just on a trip and we just had time to kill and we were like let's go watch a movie and then Taken 2 was playing I think so it was really funny because the dubbing was bad. Uh, I mean, not not for the whole movie, but that's like really crucial points. Um, and um, wait, let me. So since you are in my apartment, let me close the window because it's. I think it's going to rain. There's, um, I think there's a thunderstorm coming. So, Taken, starring uh, Liam Neeson, produced by um, uh, Luc Besson. Um, it's a, I think it's a really pretty straightforward um, movie where someone's daughter... I think <laughs> like a lot of movies try to replicate this, the success of this movie. Like, his daughter gets kidnapped. Uh, he goes to... Uh, um, um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, his um, daughter gets uh, kidnapped and um, he has to go get her back. And um, it's it's a kind of a different, especially when there's that scene where he says that people, you know, he, he tells the daughter what to do and he says, like, they're going to take you. So... It's like the guy, almost like Batman, <laughs> almost like Batman, where um, it's funny because he will play in Batman Begins, Ra Ghul in Batman Begins, but um, almost like he, he thinks ahead of the bad guys and, you know, it's like a, he's so smart, he thinks ahead of everybody else. So, of course, you really, if you really want uh, fast-paced... Um, where you don't have to think too much and you need a really great action movie because I think all the all the I mean V4 Vendetta is a really great action movie Kick-Ass is a really great action movie in the list that I uh, talked about in this section um, and Taken because I think I, I don't have a lot of action movies it's really interesting uh, maybe it's a time period because I think it's I mean I think uh, people know about Hollywood so when something works like they just flood the market with that the same kind of movie, like copy of a copy of a copy, as they say in Fight Club. So, um, this movie was definitely um, interesting, uh, really uh, action-packed, and um, of course the iconic speech by um, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. Um, next one is American Beauty. So. This is strange. Um, <laughs> knowing what we know now um, about Kevin Spacey, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dismiss the movie because so many people worked on the movie, and it's not fair to dismiss a whole movie because of the actor who played in that movie. Um, but it 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 will feel weird, I think, uh, if you watch this movie now. Um, because 
it's basically about you know like a guy lusting over a <laughs> underage girl i mean like a i don't know i think so they're in high school so i think yeah they're 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 not even 18 i think um what's her name mina savari i think it's her name and of course An annette benning is great and um it's um the first oh, what's the director's name I used to be good at this like this is what this is one of the reasons why I started doing this because it's, I I need to rewire my brain to think in terms of like the, I, I was a huge database for my friends for like directors and movie like actor names and movies and stuff but now I'm either I'm getting too old I'm getting too old for this shit or um, um, Mendes, Mendes, right? Like his last name is Mendes, right? <laughs> the, the guy who directed Skyfall, uh, James Bond movie. Um, uh, Dave, no, Dave Mendes, no. Uh, this is the beauty of IMDb. Okay, so ah, Sam Mendes. Okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so, um, so yeah, American. So, what what is American Beauty about? Mm, I think the, the, one of the things that made people talked about was the fact that from the start of the movie. Uh, the main character says that he's going to die. So, I think there's that. Um, the other thing is, um, it's about uh, basically a guy, I think, who's going through middle age. Like, he's going through a middle age crisis. Um, and how he deals with it. And how this affects his family, his daughter, um, uh, his wife and so on so again I know it might be difficult to watch this movie but I'm trying to get over it because um, like a character is not a movie okay like so you have to um, other otherwise you'll be um, punishing art for what the artist did and that's not fair in my opinion um, next movie is Taxi Driver. I mean, it's really strange that we it took so many movies to come to Taxi Driver. And actually, it's true because um, uh, you know, sometimes you just you come across the movies you come across and then you try to uh, like go back to the classics. And this one is definitely a classic. I mean, Whenever people think of like New York movies, they think about Skyask Taxi Driver. Whenever they think about character study, like Taxi Driver. Whenever they think about violent movies or like you know um, with great performances, yeah, the people think about Taxi Driver. And um, and you know like the, you can look at the cast, like Jodie Foster, Albert Brooks, R. V. Keitel, um, and. Uh, I don't know, Leonard Harris and so on, but uh, Robert De Niro, I mean, 
there's a <laughs> it's really when when I'm thinking about the like one of the scenes that stand out. Of course, like everybody knows, like you know, are you looking at me and that that mirror scene? But he when he takes out his girlfriend to like a porno theater, that's like I don't know, it's like like the um, uh, one of the things that I like about movies that they make you feel things, um, whether it's bad or good. I mean, you know, as long as you get a, like a reaction, if you, I mean, um, you feel almost embarrassed for the for the character. And I'm repeating what Leonardo DiCaprio said about the movie, and and it's and, and uh, you know it's true because I, I wasn't able to put that in the right words, and it's true. Like the, what I was, the reason why people remember that scene is because you feel, yeah, you feel awkward during that scene and uh, you know another scene that reminds me I mean not it's not it's not the same context it's not the same dynamic um, but um, it's a scene in eighth grade um, if you have seen yeah, if, you, if you haven't seen eighth grade uh, by Bo Burnham um, you have to watch it it's uh, um, there's a scene in the car where the guy basically tries to have his way with a girl um and it's so it and it, and he keeps the tension on and it's so uncomfortable so i don't know i, I don't want to go on a tangent um so taxi driver again um there's also a video like quentin tarantino talking about this because people accuse it of uh, being a racist movie but it, he said like you know it's not a racist movie it's a movie about a racist which is different um again it's a character study it's a really great um Study, of course, if you haven't watched it, um, I don't think you're going to watch uh, movies if you're not going to watch Taxi Driver. Um, <laughs> this is really strange, putting this movie next to Taxi Driver. I, I have to admit, I think I put this because I was just trying to fill the albums, but I, Harold Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay is not the best. I prefer the first one. Um, Harold and Kumar uh, go to White Castle. I remember there was a period again. You know, whenever I think about movies or series, there's a mom. There are moments in my life where it was Dexter, watching Dexter, binge watching Dexter. There were moments where I was binge watching Breaking Bad, and so the 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 moment when I discovered Harold and Kumar I was working in the shop in Paris, um, and I was doing like a. Um, I worked on a deal where I could do like a part-time masters, uh, where he would pay me and I would spend like Monday and Tuesday at the university and then the rest of the week in the shop. So I, w I was just basically like a shopkeeper and, uh, and most of the time I had nothing to do. Um, I mean, I had a memoir to prepare, but other than that, I was just sitting around and, uh, like... <laughs> And he, I had a computer with the internet connection in it, so I would just watch this movie, Harold and Kumar, the first one, over and over again. I would never get tired of it. So, I don't know, whenever I think about Harold and Kumar, that's why I remember. It's a, it's a funny movie, fun movie. Um, again, not the movie that you would watch with your parents, but with friends, you can get high and watch this movie, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> switching back to something serious. Uh, 
so Men of Honor, I don't know. I, I think I just watched it because it, uh, because it won an Oscar. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. won an Oscar. I don't know. Is it, did he win an Oscar? No, I think I don't know. Someone won. I know it was like an Oscar-winning movie. Um, do I recommend it? I mean, yes. Again, there is a there is a there is a trope there, like. Uh, Movies which are on, nominated for Oscars are usually movies based on real historical events or real events, and this one is apparently based on a real uh, person. Um, I, I don't have anything because I don't remember anything about the story. I only remember the scene where he gets his uh, where the accident happens where he uh, loses his leg. Spoiler alert. But um, and uh, Robert Downey, Robert. No, I'm going to say Robert Downey Jr. Robert De Niro plays like a bad guy, and I I remember like Charlie Theron is also in it. Um, so I don't have anything else to say. I'm, I'm really I'm really sorry, but um, uh, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's a fine movie. Uh, we go to Tamil. This is again. Uh, you remember I talked about Ravanan, directed by Mani Ratnam. So Mani Ratnam, uh, in the beginning, he did also this movie called Nayagan. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I don't know. I don't want to check it now because I don't want the my screen to freeze, and so I have to record again. Um, again, it stars Kamal Hassan, who delivers one of his best performances. I believe he won the National Award. National Award, I think, if you listen to my previous podcast about the movie recommendation podcast. National Award is like uh, Oscars. Um, It's, uh, I mean, and you really, I mean, you can imagine, like, the number of movies and the number of actors and actresses that are in the Indian cinema. When I say Indian cinema, you have different cinema. Like, you have, in the North, you have Hindi cinema, which is, like, mostly... In Mumbai, okay, but like Bombay, that's where Bollywood comes from. If you're not, if you're not uh, aware of that, and then you have in the south, you have different industries. Like so, for example, I come from a state where they speak the language called Tamil. So we call Tamil movies. So it's uh, so it's, it's called Tollywood. But anyway, um, is it called Tollywood? I, I don't know because there's also Telugu, which also starts with a T. So I don't know. Um, there is no real definitions for this. So anyway, this is a Tamil movie uh, starring Kamal Hassan and directed by Mani Ratnam. It's um, it's a sort of a like it's this is our Godfather. Is I think that's the short way of putting it. So I- even in terms of uh, in terms of like the like the type of story, in terms of the iconic character of it like the 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 i mean everybody makes reference to this like it's like everybody makes fun of or makes reference to Marlon Brando's impression everybody makes reference to Kamal Hassan's performance when he gets old and he sort of plays that Marlon Brando's character so it's a really great gangster movie um Um, yeah, speaking of gangster movies, um, 
Quentin Tarantino's first movie, Reservoir Dogs. Um, there's an interesting interview that you should watch if you can find it. Um, it's called Director's Chair, where Robert Rodriguez, his friend, interviews Quentin. And it's a really long interview. They do, like, you know, it's just volume one, volume two. So there, there are two parts. And they talk about this movie, and it's really fascinating how... I mean, Quentin is so confident. I don't know how he did it. Like, like to be that confident in your first movie. Like, I think he, he's he's never changed. Like, he's always been that confident, right? Like, it's um, anyway. So, what can I say about Reservoir Dogs that uh, hasn't been said by everybody else? Um, well, if you're hesitating, if you haven't watched Reservoir Dogs. Um, you would see how, I mean, okay, me as as a guy who loves films and listens to film directors' interviews and commentary tracks and stuff, who loves the trivia and the behind-the-scenes information, you will see how, like, um, Quentin managed to direct this really, like, diverse and, you know, powerful cast. I mean... Okay, I, I think maybe Harvey Keitel. I, I, so at this time, I don't know how their stardom, where their stardom was, but you can imagine like it would be like a really heavy task, like for any like a first director. But you know, Quentin pulls it off, and um, so it's true and true. It's it's true and true. Uh, like a Quentin movie it has violence. It has really great conversation scenes. Things, scenes that crescendo into violence, <laughs> uh, conversations about weird stuff that reveal uh, characters, like the the way characters think. Um, yeah, it has all the things that uh, he would perfect in pulp fiction. So. Uh, So I just realized that um, I've been speaking for more than one hour. Uh, so, and yeah, so I'm going to stop here. So thank you for listening and thank you for watching. You've been uh, watching so far. Um, if you're, again, if you're listening on SoundCloud, please uh, like and follow. And of course on YouTube, uh, please share, uh, like and subscribe. Um, again, I'm putting all this stuff for free um, let me know, give me your feedback so that I can improve myself and also if you really like what I'm doing even if it's like unscripted and just out of my head um, just show me your love by subscribing and um, giving giving likes and stuff that's the only thing, I mean, I don't know Like I, I, can't, I don't have anything else to say other than just go to the description of these uh, videos and podcasts and just try to follow the links. Um, I do many, a lot of things, um, maybe too many things, I have to admit. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for listening and uh, see you next time for more movie recommendations.